Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about Daredevil Season 3, Episode 9, Revelations. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And my name is Alyssa Terry. Hey, Alyssa. What's Hi. going on? Not much. Just still here, Jeff. <laughs> just really like twist the guilt screws every time Jeff's not here. So when he finally hears back, he's you guys are assholes. <laughs> he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, he's he going to feel too. He's going to feel too jealous. Yeah, that's true. He will feel jealous. I hope he is listening to this. I hope he is feeling jealous. Hi, Jeff. Spoiler alert for this episode. This is the episode where uh, Daredevil has found out about his mother. We get tons of uh, revelations, as it were, about uh, his mother and like why why she left him. It was postpartum depression, all of that. And as at the same time, we find out. I guess there's bigger. It's called revelations. Makes sense. There's big revelations in every kind of area of the story. Um, there's the revelations about his mother that are having this huge impact. There's these revelations that the entire FBI, it seems like, has been completely taken over by Fisk. Yeah. Not everyone. just not just one or two agents. This is like the entirety of the infrastructure has been taken by Fisk. And then on the uh, on the crime crime lord side, you have the revelation that. Kingpin, which he has finally adopted that name, or adopted, that's the wrong word, he's finally taken that name, um, Kingpin is going in and offering for a 25% take on all criminal activity, he's going to protect all of the criminals from criminal prosecution, wow. federal prosecution. That's crazy. Yeah. What's crazy is that he originally offered 20%. Yeah, and then killed someone <laughs> and then just made it 25 yeah <laughs> nuts uh, and it, it, he just looks like he has the entire the entire world in his pocket because not only does he have the fbi basically he has everything that used to be standing against he has the entirety of the criminal justice system and the like the vigilantes that used to oppose criminals right by his side mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah he's got everyone yeah I don't know how our characters get out of this. I don't either. I don't see a way. Yeah. I know that I'm, I'm sure I'm, I feel positively that Daredevil's going to pull it off. There will be something. There will be some form of, but I just don't know without, there's going to be losses. It's going to mm-hmm. have to be like, he's just, they're just going to, they're going up such a, against such a great enemy. Right. It's insane. Probably the most heartrending moment was when Sister Maggie found out that Matthew knows. Oh my gosh, her scream. Her screams and I feel, cries. I feel like this, and it was not, I was really impressed with the actress. Yeah, me too. Because she didn't sound pretty, right? No, she sounded she too sa- ugly crying straight up. It was up. awful. Like, it, it was, was so hard. hard. To to. I wanted to turn it off. Yeah, me too. Is it hurt? It hurt to listen to. It, it hurt me a lot. It felt like I was. It felt like realistic crying from a woman that age. Right. It was like really going through horrible pain. Right. I. That one was really hard. It was really, really, really hard. Um. It was uh, the backstory was really hard too. It's just the the truth is it was just postpartum depression at a time where she didn't understand. They didn't understand postpartum depression. Right. And so she's got all this, like, religious stuff. Like, she was planning on 
you know, taking her vows and then she got unexpectedly pregnant and then she has this whole new life. And then that would make anyone like without having just had all the hormones and whatnot of pregnancy feel things. And then the combination and yeah, it just felt that that combination of that like horrible depression just served as like confirmation that she was doing the wrong thing by living this life. Right. It was rough. Yeah. It was really hard to, hard to watch. I can't get over, and I know this isn't probably that pertinent, just like the age difference of Maggie. Right. And and I don't know if they just didn't want to recast. They should have recast the dad. Because he looks like a, he, sorry guys, he looks like a creepy old man who had sex with a minor. Yeah, he does. Kind of. He she looks about 16 and he looks about 35. At least. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. I, w- I wish they'd recast him for that part. Because he still, you know, he still looks great in the later scenes. Right. Um, but yeah, they should have recast him for that. Yeah. They recast her. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's dead, so he's like maintained his like thirties or whatever, but yeah, he looks way old for her. Yeah. It it looks creepy. It's kind of like, yeah, you leave him. Well, I mean, not the baby too, but <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. rough to watch. And I felt so bad for, you know, his dad. Speaking of the dad, uh, Matt's dad, uh, the, one of my favorite scenes this episode was the scene where Matt's dad is talking to him. We've been oh, talking right. about how much we love these kingpin scenes, right. but now he's starting to have the secondary voice in his head of his father, mm-hmm. who now he feels like lied to him, and it's another man that abandoned him. Um, and he's just and 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 when when his father and Fisk's voice voices meld into one, mm-hmm. and then it just fully turns into Fisk. Right. That was some genius and, and says you're convincing your you're convincing yourself that it's god like he's he's oh, so good yeah the whole thing so is freaking just, good it's nice hearing what's going on through his head and like how dysfunctional it all is and because it's all coming from him and the things that he's putting on what is what kingpin is saying and what his dad is saying because n- neither of them are there to speak for themselves it's just sort of his Oh yeah, his impression and his thoughts and internal dialogues. Yeah, oh yeah, his internal dialogues and the these with his father are interesting, especially now that he feels like his father's his father's betrayal is even deeper than just abandoning him. Right. And when he said the thing about I don't have bullshit, um, oh gosh, codes. I don't let bullshit codes disappoint people anymore, or something like that. Right. And then he's talking it. He's talking about his code of his father not wanting to go down, but then he's talking about his his own code of not killing people. Right. And that he's letting that code go because his father his father's code only end up, ended up bringing pain. Mm-hmm. And so now he feels like if he kills Kingpin, then he uh, resolves it all and helps stop the hurt of his community and his friends. Yeah. And I mean, we're also, we, we talk about all the time on the cast, the, the relationship between him and Punisher. Mm-hmm. And it's this this whole thing is pushing him towards being Punisher. Like he is his his like idea of killing is is just it's you can't talk about it without talking about his many conversations with Punisher about the same topic, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just not who Matt is at this point. But I don't know. I don't know. I could absolutely see him crossing that line this season, and I don't know if I want him to or not because I. I Definitely sometimes fall on 
punished for side, especially when you have someone like Kingpin. Like, right, and he's so unstoppable, and he just hurts everyone I he comes in contact with. I don't know how to stop with. him, but to kill him. Right. I want. I don't, I don't want Matt to to cross the line. I don't know why he's just he's just Matt to me. I know. Yeah. Well, he. But I'm it's excited. What makes to, him him? You know. Yeah. But I like that he has the real internal struggle. Like, I'm not really entirely positive what he's going to do. Me neither. Right? Like, I always know that Captain America is going to come out on, you know, one side for the most part. But I don't feel that way about Daredevil at this point. Right. Like he's, like. he's he's gone through a lot of dark things. Right. And Daredevil, I mean, if you talk about Captain America, Captain America has this optimism that everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Daredevil is not necessarily optimistic at all. Nope, he doesn't have that at all. Like, Captain America thinks that if he just holds onto Thanos' fist hard enough, he can keep him from snapping, you know? Like, he just... Right. Like, I can just, with pure, my pure force of will, stop this without any losses. And, and, and Daredevil knows that he is always on the edge of losing himself. Mm-hmm. From the very first... I bring it up all the time, every time we talk about this Daredevil show the first scene of daredevil is him sitting in that confessional booth and it's all about like him not wanting to cross the line and become the person that he is right now talking about becoming you know mm-hmm. and at that point he's even worried about just going out at all and being a vigilante at all and opening himself up to the violent side of himself that his him and his father have and now he's like just ready to go full on if it means stopping fisk and I don't even think that's necessarily wrong, you know? Like, I would be okay with him killing Fisk, but I would hate it for him. Right, how much that would tear him up. Yeah. And that would be the end. Like, I don't know that Matt could come back from that. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. So, um, one thing I, I did also want to bring up, we're talking about things that really broke my heart this episode, were uh, his conversation with the priest. when he When he touched him on the shoulder and said, shame on you. Mm-hmm. That was maybe one of the hardest things <laughs> I've said that, that watching that priest accept that and just, you know, that's, that's just, that's how it is. That's how he feels. And he's totally justified in feeling that way. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I thought the scene around the, I guess the boardroom or whatever, that back room where all of the uh, agents who had, who Fisk had like. Oh yeah. We haven't even really gotten to touch that on that. Um, yeah. That, well, the whole, the whole scene where. She kills the lawyer. Right. The uh, OPR, I think they call it. Mm. It's basically internal affairs. She kills that internal affairs lawyer to like hot to, to cover for Nadim, but then also frames him for the murder. And she's like the whole time just like shaming him for having the meeting at her house. Yeah. She's you like, brought this home to my house. <laughs> and she used to have another son. Or- yes. Apparently oh. that's how Kingpin won her over was killing one of her children and saying he will kill the other one. Right. That's insane. Ugh. And that also like brings home the real fear of Nadine. Like, absolutely. Like this is, this can absolutely happen. So it's happened to someone I know. Yeah. And then, so then all the agents are sitting around and that's when Kingpin gets his code name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but that just scene. seeing how many agents yeah. were around the table that were involved, and yeah, the, and there, and, he and has I just them all wasn't so expecting up. it. I don't uh, know why. And the fact that oh, we didn't talk about this yet either. There's so much in this episode. This episode is so thick and so good. Um, Foggy, we find out his whole family. Oh uh, yeah, has been marked by Kingpin for a, uh, over a year. Like, right. 
this stuff they've been they've been and, and I think uh, yeah they they just King Ben has been laying all this stuff into their lives like trapping them into these situations long before he was out of prison. Ugh. This is like a really intense band. I don't know how he gets how he has as much time to do all this stuff as he right. he has blackmailed so many people into mm-hmm. this into his core of you know soldiers. And just seeing how much it hurt Foggy, he was like ready to lose it all and go toe to toe and then his brother, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what does Foggy do in that situation? I just, I genuinely don't know how Foggy is going to do that. He just looks without, so. He's either got to abandon his quest and his purpose, or abandon his family. Mm-hmm. God, it's hard. I don't know how any of the characters get out of this. I don't either. Kingpin is such a good bad guy, <laughs> and somehow he's still doing it for love. Vanessa, ah, and doing it for Vanessa. It's crazy. And I still, this is off. I still really like Kingpin. Oh yeah, me too. He's so charming. Yeah, weirdly even though he, charming. Even though he's like creepy and awful, he he's still like maybe I would want to go to dinner with that guy. Oh yeah, he's a poet. Like every 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 major like little monologue he gives is amazing. My favorite thing about Kingpin, and I've been meaning to bring this up because he's done it a lot this season, someone asks him a yes or no question and he goes into a five-minute dial monologue. Or he tells them a story yeah, that's what I mean. that like, just paints the picture of where he's coming from. There's like... So it's almost like if morality were different than it is, like, I could get behind Kingpin, you yeah, know? for it's sure. crazy. For sure. And I know that he's the worst. Yeah. He he makes us see things from his perspective by like wrapping us in these stories where he's the protagonist. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, man. Wait, I'm Wait. not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, you're the worst. worst. And his smile. His smile where he smiles instead of with the corners of his mouth. He with like the corners with, like, of his nose. He he like raises the front of his mouth to create a show his teeth. Looks more like a growl than a smile, but somehow it it's like looks. A, yeah, he, he's something. He's so childlike in some ways. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, don't think see. So? I don't see him as being childlike. I feel like he's sort of emotionally childlike. Mm. He seems sort of emotionally stunted. Like he doesn't. He's not comfortable with himself. Like his the way he moves his like like his hands and face and body. They don't. Mm, he doesn't always seem that. to have the like full faculties of a grown adult's emotional expression yeah and his obsession with vanessa seems more like a a thing at this point like it's something to obsess over right like he hasn't talked any about much of like the qualities of vanessa i I miss this or that it's like i need to get her back right okay i I can see that i don't know he he seems to be genuinely a lover i don't know i don't know i i his 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 love for vanessa is strange and it makes him all the more complicated. Yeah. They've done such a good job of making such a complex villain right. out of Kingpin. I almost don't want him to get defeated and go away. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I don't want him to go away at all. I, I want him want... to win somehow and then like have even a greater thing for Daredevil to face next time. Right. I would love to see... Honestly, I, I would love to see like the next... Def- if they do another Defender series, mm-hmm. Kingpin is such a formidable foe. I would love to see him them fa- all facing off with... Kingpin as like a leader of like a a team of bad guys or something. Mm-hmm. I can see Kingpin putting them all in such a horrible situation. Yeah. Last thing we haven't talked touched on is the final moments of the episode. We think Daredevil is infiltrating the the club where all these uh, crime bosses are meeting, mm-hmm. but it turns out he has infiltrated 
the tower where Kingpin is living. Mm -hmm. And he has made it into his command center and he is ready to strike, ready to kill him. Mm -hmm. But this puts him in the unique position to also hear what they're talking about. And he finds out that Karen Page has been found by Kingpin. And and he is left having to make the choice between staying there and killing Kingpin, finishing off this whole story, and it may be his only chance, according to this woman that's sitting there with him, mm-hmm. or going to save save his friend. Right. I don't envy the woman at all. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Because she didn't do anything wrong, in a mm-hmm. sense. Like, she's just been part of what's wrapped. Like, Every, everyone around Kingpin has just been wrapped up in this. And he, in, in many cases, in some cases, it seems like he lets them do a small sin of some sort. But, like, like, like the foggy situation, like, his family did... Like falsify their loan, right? But he was—they were coached on it, and they were in a desperate situation. Right, and, right, right, right. But he offered them. But he would have—they would have never thought to do those things if not specifically coached and manipulated into yeah, it. It's crazy. Ugh. So I, I think Matt is probably not going to get a chance since we know we have three or four more episodes. I'm pretty sure Matt is not going to open the episode by killing Kingpin. Wouldn't that so, be crazy, um, though? What, 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 a, what, a, what a twist. What if he if just, like, like, goes in, goes kills in, Kingpin, and then goes back for Karen? And Karen's dead. And she's like, well, that's a sad ending. <laughs> that's a weird, sad ending. <laughs> now we get three episodes of, like, Matt Murdock in a padded cell. Just, like, <laughs> going crazy because he broke his code. And he There's so many internal dialogues I want to see him have, so I'm, I'm fine okay with, with it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Matt Murdock in a padded room talking to Kingpin and his father. And Maggie and now. And Ghost Karen and Ghost Punisher. I could watch that show. I could watch a season four of Daredevil that's just Daredevil in a padded room talking to all these complex characters. Right. Through the filter of his own mind. Yeah. All right. I think we're done. Yeah. With, I, with this episode. It's I time need, to go watch I need more. One. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to support the cast and get these episodes a little faster, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. We really should have all these episodes, uh, all 13 episodes in the next couple days. So check it out right there. Um, if you want to get them quicker, otherwise we'll be dropping them every day between now and However many days we have left, 13 days total. So we'll be dropping one of these a day until we're finished with Daredevil. So season three. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 